0: Live. Hello, and you're listening to Graffiti Talk Radio. This is Derek Talley, and I got my man Bomba Clot in the building. What's up, Bomba? What's up, Cuz? How you doing? All right, man. I got my man Fresh in the building. What's happening, Fresh? Yo, what's happening, man? I'm chilling. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest with us today. Please welcome Chicago legend, Side from Psycho Drummer. What's up, Side?
1: What's going on, y'all man? What's happening, Bomb Clock Brothers? What's, Tally, what's, what's good? When you're fresh, what's going on? It's your boy Psycho Psychodrama Side. Talk to me, talk to me. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's
0: what's up. And Side, everybody that knows me knows that I'm a hardcore drum award, Psycho psychodrummer, underground, Chicago music fan. You know, so it's an honor to speak with you. And I love uh your new work, the LAPD. Uh, I've been looking forward for your solo project for a long time now,
1: and okay. that came out
0: real nice. I like it.
1: Yeah, well, pr- appreciate that, man. Like you said, the LAPD Life After Cycle drama um, is doing real. Good to, uh, drop years as far as album. I just dropped singles. And I'm glad I was able to get the fans. You know, something they want to hear. And We're working on the next project now, as we speak.
0: Oh, okay. Well, we're going to be uh, looking forward to that. Uh, now, what's the single that you dropped?
1: The single that we dropped is called She, She, She. It's uh psychodrama Side, and it's my homegirl, Noya, you know, and yeah. um, it's, a, it's a Shake Joint song, but it's really telling the story of, you know, basically what an average stripper goes through in the day before she gets to the club, like, you know, you got you got kids, so you got to, you know, feed your kids, get them dressed, take them to school, get to work, you know, and, and do it all again the next day. So she, she, she is very recommended for people to listen to. All right. All right.
0: All right. Well, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be promoting that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to uh, post that and look for that and uh, get that as soon as, as soon as I get a chance.
1: Yep, yep, so, it's right on the LAPD album, you know. Yeah,
0: so we got some okay. we got some questions we wanted to ask. Um, how old were you when you started rapping?
1: Well, I started rapping really when I was about maybe fifteen years old, and then when I was uh, sixteen, I started taking it serious. Then when I was seventeen, one of the first songs I ever laid was a song called Magic,
0: and yes. everything
1: was history from there.
0: Yeah, that's nice. So when you when you first debuted your rapping skills and um, you did your first concert, where'd you do that at? In Chicago? Yeah,
1: it was in Chicago. It was uh, at a place that's not open anymore. It's at a lounge called Kiki's Lounge. It was where we first did our show. And it, um, it was I was anxious. I was kind of nervous, and we went out there and did our thing, and everybody loved it. And it's been a hit since you know, and then I really appreciate it because I'm one of them artists where I didn't have the skill and wanted to do it, and I was um, practicing my skill for a whole bunch of years before trying to make it and still trying to make it. I was blessed, you know. Right when I started practicing my skill and wanted to take it serious, I was blessed to be able to be on some songs with some heavy hitters and let my voice be heard, and, you know, that's what made me keep going with it.
0: Man, that's wonderful. You know, and um, I bought that Single Magic when it first came out, and I bought it before I heard it, you know. And I had just recently moved to Chicago in '93, and I went to the record store, and I was like, I was really on Chicago, and I said, "Man, I need to buy as much Chicago music as I can get." You know, what do you got from Chicago? And right. he said, "Have you checked out uh Psychodrama Magic?" I said, "No, not yet." He said, "Get it." I said okay, and I bought it before I even heard it. And I said, man, as soon as it, as soon as it hit, man, that was that was my jam. I was an instant fan.
1: Oh uh, yeah, man, it was weird. It took Chicago by storm, and then everybody that was before the internet came out. So everybody that had CDs and tapes, you know, was going out of town. They was playing it for their family and reunions and everything. Then it just started spreading. So I was happy about it because it was like the first sound that you have from Chicago, which I consider. A Chicago hip hop sound, you know. Yeah. Peace, peace, took, peace yeah. to all my people that came out before it that didn't have the natural hip hop sound, but they had all the Chicago elements in it, you know. Big ups to them because I'm the people that we listen to. And we said, okay, we want to do our style like this. You know, when you come up, you always want to better the MCs that you heard before you or do yourself better or try to add something that they would have added. And we, me and Buck, set up, came up with our own little, you know, style to help them. Boy Sam, man, so talking how to rhyme outside the box and inside the box It don't just have to sound like this or the rap doesn't have to always be at this pace, you know, to tell your story and just make it sound exciting, you know. That's what we did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, how did you get the name Side?
1: Okay, so. Before before Psychodrama, I was just really like a hype man. You know, I was gonna do the backgrounds for my homies at their talent shows and stuff. So um, we came up with some names and I couldn't come up with no name, you know, when we was about to do the group Psycho Drama, so I already had Young Buck, you know, the original Young Buck, Shot Town and then um uh, nuisance already had Nuisance. So at the last minute, you know, right before I'm finna sign the papers, I can't think of no name to come up with. I'm not finna say no shabby d or just trying to make up some little crazy name but then i'm like hey let's keep it real i'm the sidekick you know even though i'm on this song i'm still doing background, which i never knew it was going to be it was going to stick with it you know as far as them seeing but i yeah. said well, hey let's let's just name me sidekick being funny about it not knowing that we actually about to make it and stuff you know <laughs> all right <laughs> so i'm all like right. yeah just name it sidekick okay anyway let's put the songs out and anyway you know, I was 17 years old. You know how much stuff I was doing. I was still, I was a senior in high school. Yeah. You know, when that came out. Yeah.
0: Now you got some musicians in your family, don't you?
1: Yeah, I have. I have some uh, some entertainers and um, promoters in my family as well. Like my grandfather Joe Siegel that runs Joe Siegel Jazz Showcase, the second oldest jazz club in America. He started in 1947. He's alive and well, he's a company with my my Uncle Wayne Siegel, who runs the club now. You know, always been around music and instruments and different ways to um, do your music, because, you know, jazz is kind of like one of the first raps. You know, they were all of the elements of the swing and the music that they were listening to back in the day and say, hey, play these crazy notes this way and use this instrument and play it this way. Let's have funky jam sessions and stuff like that. So... You know, that was the one of the first unruly musics before rock and roll and rap is jazz. Yeah, for sure. It's so still bad. unruly, you know. Yeah.
0: Now, when did you meet the legendary Trax?
1: I met Trax um, before the studio, at his, at his studio, his personal studio at his house, probably when I was like 17 years old. And uh, me, Buck, and Noosens went over there. He said, What you want to do? So we started telling them the rap that we got and tracks, make the beat around the lyrics that we got. And that's how we came up with those joints. It wasn't like how it is now you got a track and you hear it and then you write to it. No, everything now you heard was craft- crafted to every lyricist that you heard on the song. Oh,
0: okay. So you, you came up with the lyrics first, like the a cappella. And then once you got the once you got your rap style down then the producer would make the, the song around your sound.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they do in most studios and most professional artists and superstar artists, you know, you, you build the song around the the artist, you know. And that's why you might feel those songs and those lyrics that we came out with so deeply and that's why it still sticks with you after twenty years, you know yeah yeah oh.
0: now you know what I'm thinking about a song like um there's one song that you have that's got a real esoteric feel to it and it, it, that song a circle that turns around upon itself
1: yeah, yeah. and
0: um yeah now i i you got the way you guys flipped that was was perfect, and that was just like one of those unexpected um type songs like was that a song that you wrote first or or did you hear that beat? And then kind of uh, adapt to that beat to get that style that you did to the song.
1: We, um, one of my guys, he had a beat. I forgot the producer that actually made that beat, but he um, he had the beat and he had the sample. And so he played a little bit for us, and then we came back and said the verses that we had, and then he built the actual beat around it. You see what I'm saying? Oh, so we had a yeah. sample of what it sounds like. So we're like, oh. So we just built the beat around the lyrics that we did. So we came back with the lyrics. Then he ended the beat and, you know, crafted it around what everyone said on the song. And that's how we came up with that. And it was at a really crazy time because we were going through, um, leaving Swive House and looking for other deals on the table. You know, so we were kind of in limbo with, you know, our futures and our careers as far as cycle drama. So that's a real deep song. And you can hear it, you know, through the lyrics coming out, you know, if you know us.
0: Yeah, now, uh, how did you make the decision to go to Swab House over all the other labels that wanted to sign you?
1: Uh, It was a a chemistry. It was more of a chemistry. It wasn't really uh, this person got the most money or this company really got the money. You know, uh, with the companies we were looking at, everything was good. We looked at the different spreads and uh, ways that what they were going to drop in us and money has to be put back or how many albums we have with options, you know, because we didn't know everything but we were always smart on, you know, what we did know. And then um, Swap House had a great feel, you know, we had a love for Ball and G. We went down there you know, before we signed and got a feel of every, everything and it, and it seemed like a perfect match, really, you know. It was really, yeah, it just come down to chemistry. It wasn't really just a line, you know. It was the chemistry that we had.
0: Well, you know that chemistry is important. You know, and I'm feeling I'm feeling what you're saying there because then you know once you get artists at a label and you get a bunch of them and then they have a sound, all of a sudden you're looking for that sound. Like you could buy uh, an album from Swab House or you, even if you've never heard it before. You know you you know what kind of sound you're gonna get. Exactly. Yeah. Now,
1: what do you What do you dislike about the industry? What do I dislike about the industry? Um, yeah, the same, uh, really. The same stuff I dislike in just regular life. Just um, live smoke screens, and mirrors. You know, it just, it's just you know, it's not a straight ahead thing. But besides that, I really have nothing I like about it because I understand the sport and the game of. The industry, it's about, it's a business. It's about selling records and making money and making, not just money, making profit. And, um, you know, nine times out of ten, it really doesn't come down to the artist's personal views or anything. It's all about that song, and it's all the people going to put their money on it and buy that song, make these people money back, and make a profit out of it, and make a profit for yourself as an artist. Point blank period, that's all it is, you know. So once I understood that, I have no problem with it, you know, play the game. It's just like any other game. Yeah, this person yeah. might play craps, and he he hits a lot, but then he finally crapped out, and he's mad at it. But then you got this new guy that never really hit, and then he hit one time, but then he has the appreciation for it, and he keeps going with it. So the new guy might go farther than the guy that's always been shooting craps and hustling. You know, it, it just depends on what you have in it. It's a game. It's a gamble out here.
0: For sure. So now do you have any unreleased music that we haven't heard?
1: Oh I have plenty of unreleased music that you haven't heard. Uh for the last uh five years I could say, you know, uh songs that might have a lot of times with the tracks that was out that I might revamp and then I got other songs that um I that's just timeless. And you know, I, I know when to drop them. Like I just dropped a song uh, about a year ago that I had for about four years, and it was the right time to drop it. And it was in a whole another market that wasn't rapping. I got great, great reviews off of it. You know, got shows off of it. So, you know, it works like this. So I have a vault, and I do have songs that I haven't dropped yet.
0: Wow, well, you know what? We'll be looking forward to, to hearing those. Yeah. Um, now I got uh, one of my favorite songs is I'm all in on that LAPD. Uh, yeah, okay. who's who's rapping with you on that song? Who are the well,
1: that's, um, you know, shout out to my homeboy MJG from A-Ball and MJG. That's my homeboy T-Mac from Memphis and uh homeboy Goliath from Memphis. I'm an uh, MJG artist, you know. We that's just went cool. down and did a nice collab and, you know, took it from the heart, you know, kept it real about real issues and had a nice, you know, preserved beat over it. Shout out to T-Max for making that beat, too, as well.
0: Yeah, now that that that's a that's a wonderful beat. I I hear that suave house feel when I listen to that song. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Because the sound was always with A Ball and MJG, you know. Yeah.
0: Now, in your opinion, yeah. how how has the craft changed over time?
1: Oh, the craft has been about 11 different changes
0: <laughs> since, <laughs> since
1: we came out with our style. You got you got some people that, you know, we call our style dope because it's original. You know, it's Ignit, I-G-N-I-T. It's, it's an Ignit style. And um, <laughs> it went from, I heard Mariah Carey trying to use it on some of her songs back in the day. then, you know, some of the other rappers, you know, you heard Timberland in the midst to use a couple of things. You know, once again, I'm not taking a shot. I'm just telling you, you know, about the music that I'm hearing. And you can tell when, you know, somebody got your stuff. And I take it as a compliment, you know. You ain't got to run over and shake my hand and, and you know what I'm saying, try to come cut me a check in there and all that. You know, it's just it's just a mystifying thing. The style's been going around. Some I call it dope. Some people like to step on their dope and still sell it to people. Some people like to... <laughs> You know, keep their stuff pure. You know and then sell selling yeah. to people. Some people like to take your dope, put a little something on it, take it out your package, put it in their package, go around the corner from your fans looking over their back to see if you're going to come with them and try to sell your stuff. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> right. man, you, yeah. you got to try to keep a cool head and and, and just leveled in this game because anything could just try to distract you and you got to stay with the Lord. Like. <laughs> That's for sure. I heard
0: that because it, it seems like, you know, uh, when when you're younger and people bite your style, it's like, hey, you know, you got to say something. But then when uh, so many years get go by and the style changes, you kind of thinking, wow, is there anybody who's going to carry the torch for my old style, right. you know? Yeah.
1: Right.
0: But now what, is, what yeah, inspires Yeah,
1: I got Inspires me on uh, being able to create a new song at any time, being able to, you know, not be stuck in, in one position in music. Like right now, I'm actually doing a little, a little, you know, background stuff. I'm doing mostly producing right now. And I got a real hot artist, you know, her name's Noya. You know, oh. she, she really she really inspires me and then uh, that's one of the people that I know that I get that keep it too going. You know, yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah. We got. So we're gonna be hearing her, she's on the album as well. Y'all gonna play a couple of songs with her on it and also be on the lookout for in about a month, her first single. It's called Get Ooh. That Dough," featuring Project Pat. You know. Oh dope. I yeah. So, so yeah, be on the lookout for that. You know, if y'all here to like it, you know, y'all might want to interview her too. <laughs> that that's, that's Oh,
0: def- definitely, definitely. Because you know, um I've been following y'all on on that hip too. And um I got a, right. a lot of the songs. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, so you so, so so you know her history with the with the bitch that sold Christmas mixtape and
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: You know, stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we she've been putting it in, you know, real and she you know she she assisted me very well on the Natural Born Killers. Yeah, so did. you know that was pretty dope. So yeah, oh, hit yeah. that though. Don't forget Noya and Project Pat coming out. Very very Noya
0: good. and Project Pat. Hey, we are gonna make sure we uh, we blast that one right there. You know and. Um, yeah. You know, back in the day, when I when I did first move to Chicago, we had uh, radio stations that were promoting Chicago artists that you could you could listen to on the radio. You know, and and uh, in particular, we we had DJ Pink House. And um, tell us about yeah, Pink uh, rest
1: in peace. Yeah,
0: Pink House, and and how he helped with the Chicago underground artists and promote
1: everyone. Well, he goes like um, he's doing a lot of stuff, like what DJ V Dub does with his nation business company, where he um, you don't have to pay him, you know, to play your music, you know, just submit your music and make sure that it's recorded decent and you know that he got decent lyrics on it. You know, DJ V Dub is doing a lot of stuff right now that. Pinkhouse was doing, but what Pinkhouse did was while he was actually in the station, he actually took the musics that he heard from Chicago at the time that was mixed in master Good and that had a great message, putting them on the radio. And that was even before Psycho I remember listening to 106 and um, hearing the 10 Trey Posse back in the day, you know. Yeah. And hearing that and hearing, you know, a lot of songs from the Shy Rock Nation, which I came up, you know, under and after. You know, yeah. as a as a shorty, so
0: Pink yeah. House just
1: laid down. He just he just showed love, and nobody really tried to control it. You know, I guess the directors that, that was at the radio station at that time was totally with it. You know, big shouts out to my homeboy shondell that's keeping that raw TV radio going on Power ninety two three. You know, that's another Pink House in another form. You know what I mean? Keeping the yeah. torch going.
0: Keeping the torch going. Well, you know what? That's what's important. Those that are keeping the torch going and and um, and promoting the Chicago X out there, so everybody know what's new coming out.
1: That's right. That's right. So what's your what's your, what's your
0: what's your dream project? So,
1: okay.
0: Like, would like you have a project that. Um, that you really want to do. That once you do it, you can say, "Okay, now this is my main project that I've been wanting to work on for a while."
1: Yeah, I think I might be working on that right now. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I ain't
0: working
1: now neither. No.
0: All right. Now, um, and, and, project... and
1: it's only for heavies. It's, it's music just for heavies, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: It's pretty dope, so they go cover hands.
0: Yeah, now tell us about this this project again that you got coming out.
1: That I have coming out or the one that I have out now?
0: Yeah, well, you can um, yeah, I'm going to ask you about the one you have out right now, that LAPD and uh, where everybody can go get it. Uh, But I was asking about the one that you got that you're working on right now.
1: I'm working on a project, working on a mixtape with um, Noya. I'm working on her mixtape now. It's um, heavy, only the mixtape, and that'll be going to help. And uh, we just put uh, that up, and that'll be out. So um, I can't wait for y'all to hear
0: All right. Now, what what's the best advice that you would give to a new artist?
1: Hmm. Stay focused and read, you know. Read about entertainment. Read about business. You know, always oh, don't never let it stress you out where rap's not fun and you, you know, make sure that you have fun in your craft. Stay focused. Stay powerful. You know. That's yeah, that's it.
0: important. Yeah.
1: Everything else, everything else comes from your heart, you know.
0: Now, is there any new Chicago artists that you'd like to work with out there?
1: There's a, a lot. You know what? There's a lot of great artists from Chicago right now. I mean, so many I can't really just single out one that I would want to work with. You know, right. but if I had to, if I had to think of someone I would work with from Chicago, it would be. I'll get back to y'all in the interview for that. Give me time to think about that one. I don't just want to just throw a name out there. I want to make sure it's genuine. you know
0: well yeah, yeah that's that's important. I know I know everybody in Chicago would love to work with with any one of you guys from Psycho Drama. and I know uh nuisance is working on a project here coming out with something here pretty soon uh I I've, I've seen her her videos. She said she's she's got some different stuff on there for us. Oh okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm always I'm always trying to uh, keep up with whatever Psychodrama's doing. You know, like whether I always you know check iTunes. I check that Piff. You know, I
1: check, oh yeah definitely. You know, the, the yeah. Yeah. News is working. Bucks working. So, you know, we got a couple of things up our sleeve as far as the group. You know. Well, we look
0: at we're looking forward to that definitely. Um, like, has have what have you guys done to like give back to community? I know nuisance uh, been working on some stuff and um, like do you be, do you do any things with the Boys and Girls Club over there on the west side?
1: Well, actually, um, I do work with I do work with the Max Center and I work with Noah's Ark Foundation. You know, my homie, shout out to my homie Joe King, Noah. You know, yeah, yeah. and um, I I always help the kids and I always volunteer time, you know, and a lot of I don't have cameras walking around with me when I'm volunteering or, you know, posting that I volunteered as long, you know, you know, you know that's what matters. And um uh, I'm s i am I still I'm still in the neighborhood, you know, and go but it I mean right there on the street, you know, just hang and help people, you know, all the time. So you know I, I, this is our generation i already I already got a couple of kids that saying that um they got scholarships to colleges million dollar scholarships that um I've seen when since they were five years old and now they're eighteen, and you know they're making a difference with the other self, you know I have not seen not I can't even on one hand any of them that i that could' slipped out of my hand you know but we love to help the kids, you know. Community volunteer anytime I can.
0: Man, that's wonderful. Now, what is what is the Noah's Ark Foundation?
1: Noah's Ark Foundation is a foundation that Joe King Noah has to get um like into the youth in a real bad trouble neighborhood. So he throws events and shows, you know, give them school supplies and throw Christmas shows for them and give gifts to the um, underprivileged children and Chicago and uh, other cities as well, you know, which, you know, there's a lot of underprivileged children in America just in general, you know, and he does his part to help those that were in Chicago and in New York where he's from. So I think that was great of him.
0: All right. Well, well shout out to to him, man. And, and um, we'll be, you know, if anybody's interested, you can look up the Noah's Ark Foundation and, um, you know,
1: help out. So I think that's a good cause. Volunteer, yeah. Yeah. No, well, yeah. Foundation.org is the website.
0: All right. Now tell us how we can get a hold of your music.
1: Oh, you could go to um, iTunes, Spotify, all of the digital stores. Like when I say all of the digital stores, you could go to all of the digital stores and look up Psychodrama Side, LAPD, or you could look up Noia, N-O-I-A. N-O-I-A, and you'll be able to find whatever we got out there.
0: All right. Well, Bamba, do you got any questions?
1: Yeah. Um, I just always wondered why the Swab House album you guys had never came out. What happened with that? Well, that's a story that uh, we're working on right now. And I rather than Hawkeye at that moment. Or Okay.
0: What about Fresh? Do you got any questions, Fresh? Yeah. um, uh, Back in the 90s when when y'all was on the grind, did y'all have any, was it any uh, artist, rap, or R&B that y'all wanted to work with but never had the chance to?
1: Uh, From Chicago or just from India?
0: Yeah, just just the industry, period.
1: The the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's dozens of them. It'll be a whole list, maybe 30, 35 of them, you know. Everybody that was out dope, you know, we wanted to jump on some of them and then, you know, be doper than them on their songs, you know.
0: So, right,
1: right. And like, and yeah, yeah, he, I mean, we was able to really do it with, the, of that era and that year, 97, 98, we did it with some of the biggest of them because we had the song, Pure Uncut, off the 8-Ball Lost album that had went three times platinum. And it was me, but... Masterpiece, Silk the Shaka, Mystical, and Eight Ball. So you right. know that was a powerhouse in itself, and that was number two on MTV Jam, on MTV and on um, BET Rap City. But it was number two for that year on both stages. Right. And what was crazy about that is the BET Hip Hop Awards and all that stuff started the year after that album came out in
0: ninety eight. Uh, so if it started the so year
1: before that. Oh. You know who would have been ruling that stage, right? Yeah, Oh yeah. Y'all, yeah.
0: Y'all. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. oh, oh, I love the thought of it. I think about it sometimes to keep me motivated. Right. Well.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and then there, do you have a, a certain way that you like to write your songs? And you know what I mean by that. I remember when I was reading Scarface's book, he said the way, uh, the way he liked to write his lyrics, he liked to sit on the floor and write. He's, you know, there's. That's, oh, kind of that. That's his comfort zone. Yeah. So, is, is it a certain type of way that you like to do your songs? You have a certain comfort zone
1: that uh, just puts you in the
0: mood to write your lyrics?
1: Not really. It just, when it hits me, it just hits me because I always like music. I wake up thinking about it. I go to sleep thinking about it. I'm always yeah. writing something, sketching something down for something, whether it's not right. maybe it's a movie I'm doing or a video that I'm about to produce, you know, because I direct videos too, as well. So, Right. You know, I'm always thinking about so it just hits me. And then as long as I can get something out that's dope, you know, that's my comfort zone. Right.
0: All right. Well, side. thank you for joining us here on Graffiti Talk Radio. Um, you got anything else you want to say to the people? Oh,
1: man, well, God bless everybody in the world. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on right now, and I think everybody could use a helping hand in a prayer, you know, so. Anybody that's listening, get somebody a helping hand or uh, uh, a prayer today, you know. Thank you. Thank you to all the fans that's been riding with Psycho Drum for the past two, 20 years. Thank you for all of my fans that's been riding with me on my own Project Psycho Drama side. And once again, be yes. that for that thing coming out. Get that dope. Noya featuring Project Pack. Yes, sir. All
0: right. Yes, sir. We'll be on the look of that. Noya featuring Project Pat. Well, Side, thank you for joining us today on Graffiti Talk Radio. And we just this wanna let you know, man. You got some you got some friends here, man. Like uh whenever you drop something new, you just uh hit us up, we'll we'll promote it and we'll do another podcast and let everybody know um where they can go find that music at.
1: Yes sir, man. Shout out to Tally Fresh. You know what I'm saying? Bomber Clock, Graffiti Talk Radio is a very important station. You know, thank you guys for having that out and having that outlet out for real people. All right,
0: thanks. Thanks.
1: peace. Yeah, Peace.